Hey everyone, welcome to uh, another edition of Sideline Sports. Uh, it's a little bit different night. Uh, we'll still be doing the same things that we normally do, talking sports. We have a special guest on our show, but uh, I have the very uh, di- I have the displeasure of uh, opening the show, talking about um, you know what happened. Uh, you know we won't go into details, but Alex Fleming. A uh, very, very good uh, friend and brother of mine, and you know, and he meant so much to so many people. But um, he passed away yesterday morning, and uh, he was such a big pillar in the sports landscape, and he touched so many lives. And uh, it just his name—he won't go. You know, it's not going to go unnoticed. Um, he, it, he left an indelible mark on so many people's lives, not just in the media, but just in general. And, um, I mean, I could go on forever about Alex. I mean, I got to spend the week with him. If you look back at our previous stuff in Kent, I got to spend the week with him. And, uh, that just was amazing getting to spend the week with him, getting to know him personally. And, uh, it's been a rough day yesterday and today finding out all this stuff, but, um, you know, things happen and there's nothing you could do about it. And, you know, you just got to keep honoring whoever passes away his, you know, life and legacy. And, um, you know, that's what I'm going to continue to do with my life and, and media career. And, uh, Alex will never be forgotten. He's always a part of uh, sideline sports. And uh, I just want to thank you guys for, for, uh, you know, for, for always commenting and watching our shows and everything, you know, we really appreciate it and all the support that we've gotten, especially yesterday and today, um, it, you know, it's, it's not unnoticed. So, um, rest in peace, Alex, Amanda, we'll, we'll see you again someday. And I, I look forward to that day whenever that is, man. Yes. I mean, Alex, you know, he, first of all, I, I know Alex over a year, great guy. You know, he believed in all of us. He worked, he was on the show many times. He hosted with us. We worked with him on the NFL carousel. He was, you know, the inspiration for the NBA carousel. Um, we did a lot of different things together. We had a lot of plans for the future. You know, unfortunately, Alex won't be there with us uh, physically, but he'll always be right there with us as we all take that journey to where we're going to go. Uh, he definitely will be missed. He was loved by all of us. Great guy, you know, and to his family and close friends. Um, you know, we give you all the support. We're here for you the same way you guys were here for us. And, you know, not much more I can say. He was a great guy and, you know, like family to all of us. Yeah. I mean, uh, you guys kind of said everything I would have said, but, um, you know, I, I was talking to my girlfriend today and I, I just, I told her, I said, the only thing I wish I could have done was just, you know, say thanks for everything he did because it wasn't just for me. It was for the three of us. Uh, anybody that knows anything about us and our story and where we, you know, how we started and how we've gotten to where we are today. Everybody would know that uh, we, we, we didn't do it alone. And I, 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 and you, you finish. I have a little story uh, to, just to tell our yeah, fans. No, I was just going to say, I mean, Alex was definitely a crucial part and we will always know that. I mean, JB mentioned it. Why did we start the NBA carousel? It was Alex and Eric. They were the, you know, and obviously we still have Eric, thankfully, but Alex was a big component for that. He, he, he really, you know, he, uh, he inspired us to do that, and and we worked closely with Alex both on the screen, as you guys have seen over the 
over the year and, and off the screen as well, just working with him, picking his brain, talking to him. And, uh, you know, I don't, I, I, all I can say is wherever he is, thank you. Because without you, I, I know we've all worked our tails off and it's not that we didn't earn where we are, but we, everybody needs a little help every now and again. And Alex was one of the guys that really helped us. And, uh, it's it, it's it's going to be hard. It's going to be very different working without him now. And uh, like JB said, you know, he may not physically be there to help us, but uh, you know, wherever he is, he's going to help us out. I know that. And uh, you know, just he's going to be missed. And if anybody, I mean, John, I know I've offered you know this to you already, and JB, I've mentioned it to you. If anybody needs to talk about it, anybody that knew him that's watching, I know there are people that are watching this that know him personally, and. We're here for everybody. If anybody to talk about it, because we know this is this is a tough time for everybody, and uh, we we, so, we understand that we all need someone to talk to sometimes. So I, I'm I'm extending that to anybody that's listening. I'm I am there if you need to talk by all by any means. Reach out to me at all. I I will I will listen. I will talk. Whatever you need. So there's only two people in the world. It was three. Now Alex passed away. There's only two people in the world that truly know how sideline sports got started. A journey with the Jays got started, which was what our previous name was JB and I were the only ones on that phone conversation. I don't know if you remember that conversation, JB, we had a phone call between you and I before silent sports, before J- journey with the Jays actually got started. We were on a phone call, JB and I with Alex and uh, we weren't sure what to do. We w- we didn't really have that inspiration, but we were trying to get started, trying to get our footing, you know, get an idea of what we wanted to do. And we called one Alex Fleming JB said, let's call Alex. I was like, okay. And uh, we, we asked him, what what would you do if we you were going to start a show? And he said, what is you guys' vision? And we told him, and he said, I think you guys should go for it. And I'm like, really? He's like, yeah, you guys should go for it. He's like, I believe in you guys. He's like, I see the talent. He's like, you guys just have to put it together. You have to get a third and maybe a fourth. And he's like, and I think if you do that, he's like, I know you, JB, and you, John, are extremely talented. You're both hardworking. And if you get another person, he's like, there's sky's the limit for the for your show. He's like, nobody's going to stop you. He said, I believe in you guys and your talent. And that's how the show got started. That f- that conversation that night was what really gave JB and I the confidence. Because I heard it in JB's voice. He felt a lot better after that, and so did I after after talking to Alex that night. So that's how all of this got started is he was, he was the catalyst behind all this, giving us the inspiration. Yeah, I that's definitely true. I mean, I'm sorry to cut you off, Jake, and, no. you know, definitely a, a tough moment for all of us and everybody watching that knew Alex. But if you didn't know Alex, knowing us, you know, Alex, you know, we're all very similar in certain ways and, a lot of the programming you see on our network and out there, you know, comes from inspiration from Alex. But, you know, one thing I know, Alex would want us to do what we're doing right now and to get on with the show. And, yep. you know, he'll never be forgotten. He'll always be with us. So. I agree. That That's basically all I was going to say is I did. I'd never heard about this conversation, but all the more reason I'd want to just say thank you, because if he never told you guys to go for it, I would have never, you know, when I messaged JV on LinkedIn, I would have never gotten the opportunity that I did and, and now be here with you guys. So yeah. sometimes you just need somebody to believe in you yeah. 
And that, and he, you know, he believed in us. He he still does wherever yeah. he is. Like I said, he still does absolutely one hundred percent. And I know, I know we all we all would agree, and we all we all feel that I'm sure. So, all right. So we're gonna bring on Raphael. We'll play our regular intro, and then we'll go into our regularly scheduled programming. And but we just wanted to say that so. Welcome to Sideline Sports. I'm your co-host, Jake, with my co-host, John and JB. We got Raphael again, for anybody that doesn't know Raphael. Introduce yourself, my man. How you doing? How's it going, gentlemen? Doing all right. Good. How you doing? You, Raphael? Uh, I just want to start off my condolences to uh, you guys' friend. Uh, listening to that was a very a very heartbroken. Been there before, losing uh, a friend, a colleague, uh, a mentor, uh, whatever he was to you guys, so uh, it, it's it's a, a sucky feeling. But I can guarantee you, I don't I don't know him. Never been on the show with him and all that. But I can guarantee you, he's he's looking up there saying, "Hey, you guys do your show, you do your thing. I'm always here with you guys." So, uh, my condolences. Thank you. It. Thank you so much, Raphael. So, so Raphael, uh, for the people that haven't seen you before and don't know uh, where you're from, tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, uh, former sportsbook employee in sunny Las Vegas. Well, I shouldn't say sunny. We had Santa Ann winds if you watched a Dodger game yesterday. It was like hurricane to hurricane force winds uh, in the West Coast. Uh, but the, in sunny uh, Las Vegas, was in a sportsbook industry for over 13 Super Bowls. We count them Super Bowls, not years. Uh, so uh, 13 Super Bowls. Uh, and got out of the industry. I worked for MGM. Mirage uh, and got out. Wanted to do my own thing. Wanted to do my own odds. Uh, it's funny how... Uh, but right before I got out of the industry, U.S. Uh, U.S. books had there were nowhere to be found. It was only offshore and all that. But I was always tired of saying, "No, we can't put this odds up. No, we can't do these props. No, we can't. No, we can't." So, you guys see my emails and stuff like that. I always want to uh, expand the horizon, and I always say, uh, "Doing my prop bets and stuff like that is not only just to entertain people or make people laugh, but it's also to get people to go to those." websites and uh and look at those crazy ads and then all of a sudden oh you know what let me bet the nfl week five or like i forgot i forgot to put my tampa bay buccaneers super bowl ticket in or stuff like that so it's always uh drawing people in and and it's fun so i've been doing that for almost geez six years and all that and it's funny how i'll release odds and then in a blink of an eye there's like four to five to six sports books that copy them and post them up and stuff like that, which I don't care. I think is I think now that my name is out in the industry, people know most of those crazy stuff come out of my head because since you guys get those emails way before uh, most of the public gets them. So I always tell people, hey, I have about 200 people on my email chain that can stick up for me and say, hey, those ads were out before some Joey posted them up and said he did it. So uh, yeah. Uh, like I said, I try to make people laugh. Uh, I try to gambling in our industry, and you probably I would even say in daily and uh, fantasy sports, they take it so seriously, wins or losses. And I try to bring a little bit of humor into that into that industry uh, where people take so seriously. Oh, my quarterback got hurt. Why did I bench him? Or or, or stuff like that. So I try to uh, bring some laughter into our, our into the industry that, that that I that I love. Yeah, I I, I would say you've got some. Uh... Interesting, uh, interesting stuff to bet on. Usually, you guys there? Yeah, yeah, we, we're there. I think you're frozen. There we go. Oh, there, there go. we go. He's back. I was gonna say, we, you, I've seen some of the stuff you put out there. It's uh, interesting is a good word to describe it. You, you put a very, very unique, but it's funny. I mean, 
and and I mean, I'd love for you to give some examples just for anybody that has never seen any of your stuff, because I, I've I know we've all seen and talked about this before because we've had you on the show a couple of times, so we know what you put out there. But there are people that have probably never seen you on the show yet. This is their first time, possibly. Just give them a little glimpse of what you put out there, because uh, it again, it, it's unique. That's for sure. Well, tonight's a big thing. After I get off to air with you guys, I'm gonna watch Halloween Kills, uh, and, and I did prop bets uh, for that. The movie comes out tomorrow. I got it over the weekend, but I was at the fight, and I just can't, I just didn't have time to watch watch the movie and stuff like that. So I may move. I may betting odds for Michael Myers in the next movie, Halloween Kills. Uh, we've all seen the preview. Uh, he's coming out of the burning house, and there's firefighters coming in. So one of the first prop bets is how many fighter fighters does Michael Myers kill in the first scene of, of Halloween Kills? Uh, so you get over under six and a half. So uh, just stuff like that is what I, I, I like to uh, portray. Will they show Michael Myers without his without his mask during uh, during the movie? Yes or no, and stuff like that. Right now I'm working on the the, the new Scream movie. Uh, so those betting ads since the trailer came out today. Uh, so I've been doing a lot of ghost face uh, uh, reading for the past uh, probably two hours since uh, I haven't seen I haven't seen a screen movie probably in a long time. And I, I, I don't want to bore myself to watch all, all four of them. So I've been doing some uh, ghost face going to put some death on because he always uses his knife. Uh, and he never really kills anybody besides a knife. So I have over under true. probably how many knife kills. Uh, will he uh, will he kill somebody without a knife? Uh, so it'll be interesting. Uh, scream uh, betting odds. John Gruden's been in the news uh, for uh, today, so I have John Gruden's next job: host his own podcast, work for Fox News, NCA TV analysis, WWE and uh, uh, ring uh, ring announcer. What else <laughs> I have? TV game show host. Uh, Do you so, have an option uh, where it says none? I was thinking about on it. I was a high school football Cause, coach. Cause and I'll then gladly I was, take the answer that says. No next job. I will take that one right now. Well, I, I mean, he was getting a he was getting a nice paycheck for the Raiders, so I don't think he has to work. Right. But uh, but I, you were probably right on that. But stuff like that is what, like I said, I know everything's all seriousness in, in life and knowing that we try we try not to laugh and smile at things like that. But uh, I I could I could have put odds of who's the Raider new Raider head coach going to be. Uh, I think we all four of us going to agree uh, they're not going to announce anything until after the season's oh. over. And, and I would not be shocked if it's Eric. The three names that I'm hearing that they're probably going to hide be Eric Bieniemy, Kellen Moore, and Byron Leftwich. Those three names will probably be really high uh, on their list. Uh, but like I said, I try to bring some kind of a uh, interesting humor into into the industry that takes so seriousness of W's and L's. You do a good job with that. That's for sure. I, I like these Halloween kills bets. I might have to take you up on some. We'll see. I'll have to look at them because uh, I don't know. I I, I like the. I like the idea of does he get anybody without the knife? That's always a good one because he. I've seen him do it a couple times in the movies, but it's it's not often. So I like it. I like it a lot. I got some Top Gun uh, Maverick ads coming up pretty soon as well. Ooh. Some Rotten Tomato right. scores. So uh, you know, like I said, I'm always trying to think of uh, think of some crazy stuff. I've tried to I've tried to find where the line. Everyone asks me where's your line at, and I haven't really found it yet. It's <laughs> fair. JB, what do you got for us? So I can see I mean, you thinking over there. So when you when you're coming up with these props for these movies, like where are you coming up with the numbers? Is it just something you're thinking about? Do you have some sort of guidance? Oh, I, I do a lot. I mean, people don't understand how much like reading and research that that I will dive into these crazy movie prop bets. 
or or like even the wrestling prop bets. Like everyone would put okay, uh, like the new WWE event in Saudi Arabia with Roman Reigns and stuff like that. I'm not going to put just a winner. I'm going, okay, how many Superman punches is Roman Reigns going to throw in this match? Uh, stuff like that. So I, I, I do a lot of research and, and stuff like that. So it's a lot of reading, especially the, like, the science ones that I, I always do, like uh, the Elon Musk when he went into space. I had 20 bet prop bets on that. So I would say some of those interesting ones usually takes me a good two weeks of research just to uh, think of the numbers and try to figure out how I'm going to get two-way action. I know is the public automatically going to jump on uh, the over or, or the under. I don't want to give the house away, even though we're not giving big, big limits to them, but I still don't want to lose uh, a lot of money on it. So like I said, it's just constantly, just constantly reading. I, I would probably have to say that's probably my biggest tool when it comes to the crazy ones. So what was the? I like this. Hold on. Is is there is there odds for this? If there's a uh, bet that Jason Voorhees will ever speak. And well, let's. Uh, hello, I want a new. I want a new updated version of Friday the Thirteenth. Come on. I mean, <laughs> I, I, I would hope so. Uh, we would we would get that. So uh, if there's a, a Jason movie coming out, uh, a new one coming out, I will definitely have. Uh, will he go. speak? Uh, will his mom <laughs> do a cameo into the into the? I have I have some really good. Uh, Jason, uh, uh, Friday the 13th, prep. but I have to wait for, I know Rob Zombie tried to buy the rights of it, uh, and he got turned down, uh, hopefully, but that was a while ago. I don't know if he can sense that on that, but, uh, that critical Broncos fan, if you know Rob Zombie, see if he can make that movie. He'll probably make, he'll probably make Jason like nine feet tall. Like he did Michael Myers. <laughs> You're probably so right. Has, has there ever been, which prop that have you gotten beaten the worst at where you were that you come up with? Uh, I mean, there's a couple of them. I mean, that I got, I don't want to say buried on. I think the, 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 the current one was the Aaron Rodgers one. See, when, before the draft, I put where Aaron, where would Aaron Rodgers uh, end up at? And we were getting so much San Francisco money just because this is before they made the trade to get trade or to move up to get Trey Lance. We were getting so much. And one of the profits, uh, one of the things was, will he stay in Green Bay was one of the other options. So uh, we got, we got, I don't want to say we got crushed, but it was probably one of the ones that, uh, we got, but we got uh, hurt on. But uh, I, I mean, that thing, that thing would have been totally circled if I think if Trey Lance, if they didn't make that trade, I think he would have been a, a really good fit uh, going over to San Francisco because that's where he wanted to go. Uh, yeah. Rumors were saying that he really wanted to go to San Francisco because they had the defense, they had the weapons uh, out there. But then they made that trade, and then it, 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 we got a little stuck on that. So yeah. John Isaac, we, we know we made it when Raphael puts us in his profits. We haven't. We're not there yet. One day, <laughs> that should be a question I'll, I'll, on there. How many will you wear? I like that. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll look into that. I'll have to go to see. Here's another one. Here's another, another big research. I'll have to go back into all your shows, uh, to see what tip uh, to see what if you wore a different jersey, if you wore the same jersey, because that would only that would count as the same one, not two. So, uh, that's a lot of research, but uh, I, I have what three months to do it. So, I, I, I think I'll time. take that challenge down. <laughs> Nice, I think we should nice. just expand it to how many jerseys will JB wear, period. Just any jersey at all. Because he's I've seen him wear college football, NFL. I don't think you've worn any NBA jerseys yet. Though. No, no NBA jerseys. Not yet. Not yet. Maybe maybe that should be the next bet. Will JB wear an NBA jersey within the next three weeks? There you go. I'm liking it. We got props going here. There you go. I'll, I'll, I'll send him a Kyrie Irving. He ain't using his jerseys. <laughs> oh. <laughs> wow. Always got to hit soon? that. No, I like it. Nothing but uh, net. Yeah, I have a we 
we have a we have a prop bit. Will he get the shot? Yes or no uh, on there. Uh, so by I think by November, I think uh, I think we have November fifteenth. Will he get that? Will, will get the shot? Yes or no? One shot or two? Are you? Is it for one or just or just? Well, I think or just we just put just one because I just one. Yeah, you can play Fair if enough. you have one. Yeah, no, I was just curious if you were saying, will he get both by then, or is it just for one? All right, it's an interesting bet. I like it. Listen, Kevin Durant might sneak up behind him and give him the shot. You never know. <laughs> I want to know if when Kevin Durant got a shot, did the needle come through his other arm? Because he's got some skinny arms and it just poke right through. <laughs> you know what I would like to know? Speaking of that, when Anthony Davis got the shot, did he break his arm in the process? Did it, you know, did it just, just snap his arm right in half? Because JB, he is Glass Joe after all. I mean, he was probably out a month <laughs> after that. It could have worked out. A month? Okay. I would say. At least three on that. I would have put. I would have put money. Says he would have been out three months at least with that. Are you kidding me? Broken arm. So have you been getting bets on like the Chiefs coming back? Like, have you taken any bets in regards to like how bad the Chiefs have played, or any teams that are playing down to what you know what they should be? I, I, I'm going to wait to this week if they have another mediocre, another loss, and I'm going to put: uh, Will the Chiefs make the playoffs? What uh, w- w- what's their place going to be in a division? I'll do a whole bunch because for some odd reason, people still think they're the dynasty because they only won one Super Bowl, and Pat Mahomes is going to have a million Super Bowl rings. Uh, I don't understand why we fell for that trick after they won their first Super Bowl. So I'm going to wait till this week's over before I put some. Uh, 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 prop bets because I knew this was going to happen when they gave all their offense all this money and, and now their defense stinks. I mean, us four can probably score uh, on their defense, yeah. so their defense probably. is pretty pretty bad. Probably. Let me ask you: Tom Brady is always the center of like everything. Do you have props on how long he'll play for you, what age, and or do you have the amount of rings he'll finish with? And if so, what are they? Because I would love to know. We did. I can't remember. Remember, I'm gonna, I'll have to go back on those props that we posted up, and I'll, I'll send it through you uh, through your email. Uh, I think we had either two to two to four rings, four to six, and stuff like that, and how many years he would play, uh, stuff like that. So we we had, I think, I want to say four to five Patrick Mahomes, and this was right after they won and right after he signed that uh, that contract uh, of his. But yeah, we did a whole bunch of uh, Patrick Mahomes because, like I said. When they won the Super Bowl and he signed that contract, they're all like, "Oh, the new dynasties here, the new Tom Brady." I mean, Tom Brady's uh, probably going to throw. Tom six Brady's still right there. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So, have you ever not made a prop on uh, something you wanted to, or is it something you thought about but you just haven't done it yet that you're going to do? Oh, there's a, a there's a million of them that <laughs> I just I'll be just doing prop bets. Yeah, I'll be doing I'll be doing research, and I'm getting ready to send these prop bets in to be posted, and something happened. I'm like, oh, uh, like I said, when the perfect example last night, uh, the John Gruen, I was going to do a whole bunch of prop bets. Will he make it through the year? Will he make it through his next home game and stuff like that? And I'm getting ready to send it in, probably maybe 10, 15 minutes in, and then he got fired. I'm like, oh, damn it. So, uh, I mean, it, it happens. It happens all the time, especially during trade deadlines. Uh, yeah. I always try to think like uh, some interesting trade deadlines, especially in baseball, because let's face it, we all can kind of agree the NFL trade deadline. Why do you even have an NFL trade deadline? They never, it's never really exciting or nothing really big happens. But a baseball it's, trade deadline is usually is usually fun. I feel like baseball and basketball too is usually a pretty good trade deadline. You're right. Football, yeah, I don't know what it is, but it's just I don't want to call it. But I guess it is. I don't want to call it boring, but it kind of is. It's just, it feels like it happens and then it passes and that's it. 
Well, I think it's football yeah. much more difficult. You got to learn the whole playbook. Baseball, yeah, not much to learn. Right. Also, the contracts are different for football. I think yeah. that that plays a large part in it. How the contracts work in football. This is true. Davey, looks so, like you were going to say um, something. I didn't want to. I, I thought you were going to say something. I was. I was just. I would have asked him a question, but if you had something to say, I didn't want to cut you off. I was like, does JB have something to say? Yeah. So I mean, last time you were here, you told us about the whole Mayweather uh, fracas. Um, where he tried to put it a bet after the game started. Right. Yes. Yeah. Now, my, besides one of my one of my uh, favorite top my top three uh, sports book stories that he wanted to kick my ass, and uh, that's a it's that's always a good one. Always a good one. That one in my Tiger Woods one is always a good one. You didn't tell us the Tiger. Woods I was going to say Tiger Woods. I don't remember that. Hold it out on us. Uh, yeah. It's mostly his well. His wife at the time, uh, I can't think of her name all of a sudden, his uh, ex-wife. Uh, Lindsay Vaughn? No, not that. they were never married. The one the one, oh, that's, uh, uh, the one is with this uh, the, uh, that uh, gave him the two kids. I can't think of her name. But I don't they know. Were always any different. <laughs> they were always at MGM, and uh, we had the high-limit room right next to the sports book and all that. So anytime someone wanted like a bed sheet or, hey – so-and-so wants you to come over there. He wants to talk to you about football odds or something like that. So every time Tiger Woods was in there playing high limits was always with Barkley and Jordan and all those. So I went in there because uh, one of his entourage wanted to talk about, uh, I think I think he was I think it was during World Cup. I think we wanted to talk about World Cup soccer stuff. So I went over there uh, and uh, talking about World Cup soccer. And he was on a table next to me, and he ordered. I don't know what kind of drink he ordered, if it was alcohol or anything. I don't remember, but – he put a hundred dollar chip for the cocktail waitress, and uh, his girlfriend or wife was behind him. She took the hundred dollar chip <laughs> out of the out of the cocktail waitress table and put a five dollar chip <laughs> on there. Nice. I was like, I'm like, really? And so I and so I looked at her. I go, really? And she's like, what? I'm like, nothing. I just said, really. And Tiger looked at me, <laughs> and he's like, he didn't know what like. Should I stick up to my wife or say, hey, what do you like? He, he was his face was like total confusion. Like it was so lost. Which like, way do I, I go with this? Yeah, exactly. And and like she said, well, she's like, you were getting ready to say something. I'm like, no, I just said really. That's all I said was really. And I got <laughs> up and walked away. But his wow. face, it was like it was just it was just priceless. If you like if you would have stayed a little bit longer, you may have had another Mayweather situation where a guy is coming to try and beat you up. Now, uh, it, probably not, because me and Barkley and uh, were always really we're, we're always close when we saw. He always remembered my know. name every time I saw him. If when he when I worked at Manly Bay, when I worked at Aria, so when I would back. help out at the you would have had your yeah back when I worked up yeah he That's would tell cool. me stories about Michael Jordan was crazy when I, I did. Michael Jordan had a, a golf tournament uh, for the past five years in in Vegas and Aria, where I used to work at, was uh, was supporting it, and they threw up Jordan threw up like. A huge, huge bill at one of the bars, and I was in there and all that. And Jordan, like, just left without like paying it and putting a tip out. And Barkley was just like bashing, like, "Oh, I guess I have to pick up Jordan's tab again." And he's and so the bartender's <laughs> like, "Oh, I'm glad you're here. At least you're gonna tip me well." And just Barkley was just going off on the bartender. That cheap bastard. At least he could leave one of his rings here. He has plenty of them to put a tip. <laughs> I mean, I mean, Barkley would just rip him on like how cheap. And that's how Jordan was. I, I I've been in the golf course with him. He loves the gamble, but boy, he cheap. Wow. So when, so when yeah, you, yeah. like, say you walk up to, 
you know, Tiger and people like that, that are really big names and they have their entourages. Is there like a time limit you're allowed to, you know how like sometimes in media you're, you're not allowed to go around players. You can only go up to them and then you got to leave. Is there a time limit you're allowed to talk to Tiger or is it like, you know, at, at MGM, you have to go over, do your thing and then go back. Like you can't stand there and talk to him. You know what I mean? Like you can't bug somebody like somebody like LeBron James. Is is there some sort of like a limit on that? For me, not really. Cause most people sense? knew when I was work. Yeah, that does. When most people knew what I did when I worked in Vegas, Hey, there's the odds guy. There's the odds guy for MGM or over at Aria. And they would want to talk to me. They're like, hey, how did you do that? Well, what was the spread on last night's Monday Night Football? They were always wanted. To, they were very, very int- uh, intrigued on what I did. I, I could tell you how many times I had hours of conversations with actors and athletes. They just wanted to know how I. How does the game always land at the number? I always uh, lose <laughs> by a half a point. The, the U.S. hit like they, they just. They're just very curious about the, our, our industry. I mean, everyone knows about our industry. Uh, and stuff like that, but they don't know the inside of actually how it works, like uh, through like the money coming in. How do we get that number uh, and stuff like that? How do you guys always win? So I, I never really had a time limit where uh, I, okay, unless they would tell me, hey, I got to go and stuff like that. So like Ty Lu, Tyrone Lou used to be one of our regulars uh, in the books, and he used to love betting parlays on everything and all that. And he would tell me, he's like, hey, I got to go. I'm running late. I, I can stay in here and talk to you all day long. I got to go. So. Uh, <laughs> Uh, but uh, like I said, I never really had a, a time limit. Now, if I was in the media and I, uh, with my media pass, uh, you know, with your credentials and stuff like that, and yeah, I had I know a question, which, yep. yeah, but but just if I saw them in the arenas, like I mean, when I was at the fight, uh, actors and uh, other fighters, Andy Ruiz saying, "Hey, do I have a shot on, on getting the winner on this before uh, the fight actually started?" He's like, "What do you think?" and stuff like that. I'm like, "Probably not." I think Dylan White will probably get ahead of you before. So he's like, "Oh no, not Dylan White." I'm like, "Well, they were supposed to like." <laughs> Like they will always ask me because they kind of know that I know a lot of inside stuff of where the where it actually makes the money at. So uh, it's funny how people who know me and stuff like that they 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 kind of want to see how what I know. Now, has anyone ever contacted you after like talked to you about it? About what? I, I, you broke up a little bit on that one. So has anyone ever like that you put a profit on contacted you? What the like you know? How did you come up with that or? Oh, I've done numerous interviews uh, on, on how we do the number. Or how did you make up that number and stuff like that? Just uh, just uh, Monday alone, I, I did a couple of interviews because the sports books took a bath on on Sunday, duh. Uh, and they wanted to know how bad did we get, to, how bad did we lose on the Carolina Green Bay game? Because they actually got middled on that game. Game opened up uh, at two and a half, got bet up to three and a half. The Sharps took the two and a half. Uh, and then they bounced back and took the plus three and a half. So when it landed at three, we got crushed. So uh, instances like that, uh, my phones, my phones and emails will always answer. Uh, would be they dinging off the line and say, "Hey, uh, how bad did you guys lose on that game or stuff like that?" So uh, I get contacted about on that kind of stuff pretty much regularly, especially on like, oh, how bad did we lose on the Alabama game or how bad are you going to lose on the San Francisco Giants. Uh, to win a World Series, so uh, we'll, we'll get uh, dinged on that all the time. Have you ever had someone like that you made a profit on contact you? Like, um, I don't know if you say, for example, you put up a Gruden bet, like have a Gruden call you or speak to you about it. No, no I, <laughs> here's a good interesting. Uh, was it the last time they named the Pope? I can't remember uh, on that one. I put odds on who the next Pope was going to be, and I actually picked really? the favorite too. The favorite did win. Yeah. 
and I get an email from the Vatican. I have no idea how they got my email address. Had no idea who they like, the stuff like that. That's how. So uh, they were asking me to like, how did you did they, like? Did, did anybody contact you on getting the list of? Because I I can't remember. I think I had probably about forty people on the list of who can be the next Vatican. Uh, and I think I, I even think I had some athlete or some like famous actors on the bottom ones, like like a million to one, just uh, you know, just to, for for giggles and all that. But uh, but that was uh, that was probably one of the weirdest emails. I mean, Elon Musk uh, contacted me through uh, through email, and actually we spent a response back, and he actually responded back. Uh, so that was kind of interesting one when I was in Popular Mechanics uh, for the movie The Martian. I did odds. Uh, 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 Elon Musk would be the first person to be a Mars, blah, blah, blah. And then they actually mentioned my odds in the movie, The Martian. Uh, uh, so uh, that was kind of interesting because uh, I did. I thought it was fake. I'm like, yeah, this ain't really fake and stuff like that. And then I uh, responded uh, and uh, a quick response back because actually his secretary responded and she, her response was, he's going to get back to you. He's really interested on in this. And he did. <laughs> That's wow. pretty cool. Nice. All right. So this I is like this was like way ago. That was this is before like he was really really famous. Yeah. I got one for you right now. Do you have any prop bets about Tom Brady in terms of how many yards and or touchdowns he will throw for this season? And if so, what are they? Because I'm very curious to hear what people are betting on right now. We're gonna do when the season gets to halfway point. Then we're gonna put how many touchdown passes and stuff like that. We're gonna wait to the the halfway point on that one. Uh, it's it's it, we could do it now, but I mean. Everyone, I, I, all the media knows when it's the halfway because every time you read something, it's a halfway through the season. What's going to happen in the second right. half of the NFL? So I'm like, you right, know what? Right, Let's right. just wait for the right. second half. Uh, uh, I think more people are kind of curious to see what Aaron Rodgers is going to do next year, who's going to be the quarterback for Pittsburgh next year. Uh, so I think that that's the kind of request that I get uh, mostly uh, is uh, Aaron Rodgers uh, and uh, Speaking Big ben. of him, do you have any bets – for Rodgers to become the Jeopardy host next year, and if not, I really uh, it, it wouldn't it would not happen. I know uh, people over there <laughs> in the studios that contact me when we put odds and stuff like that. He got the worst. He got one of the worst ratings when he hosted the show. So uh, uh, if you know game shows and stuff like that, they're all about ratings. They're they're, they're right. probably worse than NBA Finals and stuff like that. Why do you think Wheel of Fortune is still on this long? Because they get huge, huge, huge ratings. Uh, stuff like that. So he was one of the. Uh, I think I want to say he was a top bottom three three for ratings when he hosted on that. Wow. So he's got uh, no shot of, uh, of of that. Wow. See inside information. I just gave you inside there you go. bottom wow. three. You're breaking stuff here at Sideline Sports. <laughs> so do you do, do you uh, have any stories? I guess that you can tell about like fans that that were uh, gambling that tried to come after you. Uh, what, like when you're at MGM or anything like that, like how often does that happen for somebody like you where they get so angry and they take it out on you and try and come after you? Is that is that a thing? I've had beer, spit, uh, uh, weak punches. And I mean weak punches like the person <laughs> was drunk and probably couldn't hurt. Uh, I, I swept down a mosquito when I would work in Vegas. They, they would just always be angry. Uh, I'm going to kill you, or blah, blah, blah. I'm going to follow you home. I mean, I've heard it all and stuff like that. So, yeah, it's uh, it, it, uh, during football season in March Madness, it was, uh, it was, always, it was always crazy. And, and busy fight weekends, if something was fishy in the fight, uh, you would always get uh, some, uh, some kind of lunatics and, and stuff like that. But uh, I, would th- I would say probably beer thrown at me was probably, is probably top. It, I would say it would happen at least two to three times a year. 
during football so, season. You brought up a good point with something was fishy in a fight. So, for example, have you ever had a prop bet that you had up that you had to void or cancel because of something strange happening? Uh, we've done a lot of pay both sides lately because now we're in cancel culture where everything is scrutinized and people can't take losses or people can't understand results. Uh, people make mistakes, uh, get over it. Uh, but uh, lately, it's been cashing up both sides on, on, on certain events and stuff like that. So uh, that's, just, that's just the way our culture is now these days. But uh, back in the day, we were—I mean, the result was was the result that the ref called this guy the winner. He's the winner. It doesn't matter how the judges uh, scored it. Ten minutes after the fight, uh, we we can only grade that ticket what the uh, the official announcement was. Now, do you? I'm sure you probably do get into it, but have you gotten into the uh, Paul fights and have you taken any bets on when he'll, when either of them or both of them will lose their first fights? Are you still there, Raphael? I think we lost him. I think he froze. Oh. Are you there, Raphael? There. I'm here. Okay. All right. We got All right. So I was saying, uh, do you take bets on when the Pauls, either one or both, will lose their first fights, respectively? Uh, no, I, I just put out odds, uh, like who's Tyson Fury's next fight will be Deontay Wilder's next fight will be and stuff like that. So those are really popular. I started doing that in UFC. I think I want to say like a couple years ago where a big events, uh, I think it was one of the Conor McGregor fights where, because uh, that's the first question they always get asked after the fight, who you want to fight next? So I'm like, Hey, you know what? I, I think that's a good prop bet where you can start betting, especially in the UFC. They were, it's scheduled to fight this fighter and then they get hurt or get hurt in camp and then you have to go uh, to the next guy in line and then people like will complain, well, he, they announced they were going to fight this fighter. Well, yeah, that that ticket gets cashed when they're both in the ring, not when they sign a contract. I mean, I'm not going to pay that ticket even though they signed it and then he got hurt and now he's fighting someone else. It doesn't work that way. So uh, uh, that's a, probably, one of the, probably one of the most popular ones. This year, one of the most popular NFL ones that we started doing was – on Thursday game, Thursday night games, Sunday night games, and Monday night game was the two quarterbacks. Who's going to throw the first touchdown first? Who's going to throw the first interception first? So uh, getting a lot of play because, hey, this this week's game, I mean, let's face it, Seattle-Pittsburgh, I can guarantee you that, that prop, who's going to throw a touchdown first? Everyone's going to bet Big Ben. What if Big Geno Smith throws a touchdown first pass? So I don't uh, know about that. I, I got to be honest with you. Week six, Geno versus Big Ben – I might be taking Gino just because. Yeah, but I can guarantee you that. Big Ben's got the noodle arm, right, John? Yeah, I mean, they both, neither one's, <laughs> right one's now, great. in my opinion, a very good quarterback. So uh, I'm assuming you also have the prop bet of who's going to throw the first pick, like you said. And that, I mean, that'll be a tough one because, I mean, you really could go either way, right? Yeah, but like I can say, like, for the first touchdown pass, Joe Public is who we call those people who are just think that Big Ben's in his second year and uh, they're going to win a Super Bowl this year. They're always going to bet Big Ben over Geno Smith because, A, they don't even think, who know who Geno Smith is. Uh, so uh, we'll, we'll get that money on, on that way. But that's a really popular bet uh, this year in the NFL that uh, people ask me, why don't you do it for every game? Because I have a life. I mean, I don't want to just sit there and do uh, NFL stuff all day long and stuff like that. I got movies to watch and start grading. That you do. JB, what do you I got? You got anything else? So I'm waiting to see where the, the profits here. I mean, Rafael said he's going to do some research. I'm excited now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to count how many jerseys you have and how many shows you guys do in a week. So I would have to 
Uh, well, we can tell that. you how many shows we do a show once a week. So I can tell you that right off the bat, we'll always be once a week. That'll help. So 52 weeks. I'll throw out some holidays, uh, holiday weeks. Yeah, I'll have to look at a calendar because yeah, see how many the shows. Is they're, they're all on YouTube, so you can that probably see pretty quickly. There and he go. doesn't wear NBA jerseys, so that helps me a lot. Nope. <laughs> he only wears football. I don't think I've ever seen you wear baseball either. Nope, I have not worn no. a baseball jersey. Uh, maybe College a Mets NFL. jersey. Maybe you wore a Mets oh, jersey. Oh, that's gross. John. No, I, I've never worn a Mets jersey. And you know what? I, I gotta, I, it has to be said, John, you're out of order for saying that because JB would never wear a Mets jersey in his entire life, I don't think. No. No. That would not happen. Unless they sign me to a contract, which – all right. Well, that, that's different, of course. You I mean, got to wear a Bobby Bonilla jersey. He's got the best contract in the world. You, if someone gave me a Bobby Bonilla match jersey, right. I would, I would rock I, it once a year. I was gonna say day. I'd wear it once a year on Bobby <laughs> Bonilla day. Exactly. I only wear one jersey once a year, and I wear my Hank Gathers jersey every time the day uh, of his death. That's the only jersey I'll ever, that's I'll fair. ever wear. There you go. That, but that's 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 understandable. Wearing a Mets jersey for any other reason, though, other than as we said, Bonilla. I think I'm going to get a Bobby Bonilla Mets jersey now. <laughs> nice. See, we're selling there you jerseys go. on this show. Yeah. Now See, that I think about we, it. We're, we can do everything. We're, we're even salesmen. I mean, I know. we just sold Raphael and getting a jersey, all because we talked about Bobby Bonilla by basically an accident. I have an Andre Dawson Expos jersey that I've always wanted to wear, but it's, it's, it looks too nice on a hanger. I don't want to wear it. <laughs> well, that's the tough thing. It's when do you wear the jersey? I mean, you know, Georgia's number one this week, so I can wear the jersey and be happy and have some pride. You know, the Jacksonville Jaguar jersey, just because the colors are nice, not much to be proud of. Down there. Hey, I think they win their first W uh, up in uh, up in London th- th- this week. I think they win their first hmm. W. I think. Easy, easy. I'm just man. saying. I'm just. I'm just. <laughs> I'm just saying, how bad do we hate uh, the England uh, that we force feed them the Falcons, Jets, and Dolphins, and uh, uh, Jaguars? That's, uh, that's pretty mean. At least Tua's back, so that changes the landscape of the AFC. Well, they keep yeah. selling out. They want to go to Germany now. Germany is where they're going next. I'm shocked that they haven't gone to Mexico. They were the the Raiders. Were, the Raiders were so close of being the the Mexico uh, Mexico Raiders. Uh, was that two or three years ago? They tried and the stadium was not playable, basically. Yeah, and, and then they didn't want to go back. Well, Azteca said that they didn't want to have them play there. And then after, right before they signed their Vegas deal, I heard Azteca Stadium said, "Hey." You can play here, but anytime we need to field for Mexico, Mexico national soccer games, I'm sorry, Mexico national soccer games is going to be uh, ahead of you uh, no matter what. And uh, the, uh, the, the NFL said, sorry, no way, no deal. Yeah, the NFL uh, doesn't roll that way. Because yeah. <laughs> yeah. so, World Cup qualifiers and World Cup and stuff like that is always during the football season. And uh, I understand that because I'm sorry, I've been to Azteca Stadium and watched Mexico. And they, they, they probably make more money in that one game then the Raiders will probably do in three games there. <laughs> You're probably right. And I don't know if that's more about the fact that that game was popular or the Raiders are just not popular enough. I think the Raiders would skull there to Mexico. I mean, Azteca is not that hard to, to, to get into and stuff like that. I think it would be a kind of cool venue to uh, watch an NFL game there. The fans would throw pee on the other, on the other opponents like Mexico fans do when USA go there. <laughs> that's just harsh. Wow, I didn't know that. That's oh, yeah. never you seen ne- that one before. You never catch a water balloon in Azteca Stadium. We'll put it that way. 
Uh, wow. Okay, that's good to know. I guess not that I admittedly okay. have any plans. To I'm go teaching. There, but... I'm teaching you guys stuff that uh, inside really... information. Yeah, never catch the water best. balloons. You can wow. only get on sideline sports. This inside info. <laughs> that, that's real inside information. That they throw. They throw pee bottles or pee balloons. That's that's lovely. Pee yeah. What are you gonna All do? Right. Uh, John or JB, you guys have any other questions? I think that's all the prop questions I have, JB. Yeah. No, I'm good. I mean, anybody else? No, hey. I think that's it. So, Raphael, uh, where can they find you, first of all? You know, find all your, your stuff. You can find me over at DocSports.com. You can find me over at MyBookie.ag. Anytime you see those crazy prop bets you see on social media or anything, most likely they came from my sick head. I was the first one to put up the Super Bowl uh, halftime prop bet show and stuff like that. Who would have thought to put a Martha Stewart in a halftime betting show was this guy right here. So uh, you can jump on, uh, you can jump over me on my bookie and follow me on Twitter at VSI Doc Sports and Instagram at Rafael Esparza. All You're right. a fun follow on Twitter. I, I follow you and I thoroughly enjoy uh, keeping up with your Twitter. I enjoy it. Thank you. Well, you Raphael's a great guy. It's always great to have you on. Always yes. a lot of great stories. Thank you so much for taking the time today. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate, I appreciate it. it Not probably my thoughts and prayers to you guys too. Uh, uh, thoughts and prayers and you guys uh, have a, a good rest of the week and, and try to smile because he will he'll want you guys to smile this week. Thank you. I thank look you forward so to talking much. to you again. Yes, Take it easy, guys. Have a great night. Have a good one. All right. There's so much more to still talk about. I mean, Raphael kind of brought it up. I think I think we're all thinking what we got to talk about now. I think there's one pretty obvious big elephant in the room. And his name is uh, – what's his name? Oh, yeah, John Gruden. I mean, come on. We, this is biggest news this week, I think. I mean – What, what happened with, with this guy? Before week six of the NFL season, he gets fired. And uh, why did Steps he get fired down. again? Steps oh, down. Excuse me. He stepped down. Okay. Now we got to get our facts straight. Uh, well, he did resign. Right. He, he did resign. He, resi- he was politely asked to resign, a.k.a. told, if you don't resign, you're fired. <laughs> you're fired. Exactly. Uh, yeah. Uh, I mean th- – he deserved it. I thought he deserved it after the initial stuff came out I about agree. about the uh, racist comments. I initially yeah. was just like, get this guy out of here. Yep. I don't care if it's 10 years ago or 10 minutes ago. That doesn't belong in our society. And then all this stuff just came barreling out. And once you saw that, we all knew this guy's he, he's done. There, There's no chance he's surviving after the rest of the stuff came no. out. So, and I'm happy that, you know, he's going because we don't need somebody like that in our league. We don't need somebody like that in sports. Just don't need I, it. I, I would say the thing that's most sickening to me is anybody that watches any games at all knows what's the one thing that we have on the field, almost every stadium things in the end of the, at the, you know, at the back of the end zone that says things like end racism or messages similar to that. But that's a message I see a lot. And you have a coach that's doing these things and I understand it's 10 years ago. Well, it's like it's 1950. I understand 10 years ago is 10 years ago, but it doesn't make it any more acceptable. Just because these are messages we see today doesn't mean it's okay. What he did back then. It's just one of those things. It's sickening. And I will say, go ahead, JB. I'm just going to say it simply. It's not as if, you know, 10 years ago, he was 11. Now he's 21. So you can say his thought process may have changed. 
Right. He was a grown that. man. He was a grown man. He's still a grown man. He may, his thoughts may have changed over the last 10 years. The odds are they haven't. If you thought that at 30, and you, you're probably going to think the same thing at 40. Probably. Third at 50, you're probably going to think the same thing at, at 60. It's kind of the same. It's not going to disappear. Agreed. You know. And I'm sorry, Jake. You were, you were gonna I, I was going to say, the other thing that I really liked seeing, it, it. I mean, it sounds terrible when I say I like seeing it, but you know what? He deserves it. I mean, I, I, I feel bad, but or I don't feel bad. I don't feel bad because he deserves it is the fact that the um, – oh, I'm blanking on the team. The Bucks, The Bucks will be removing him from the Ring of Honor. And you know what? He deserves it because you know what? You did something wrong. Why do you deserve to be recognized? All right, yeah, you brought a championship, but it doesn't mean you deserve to be recognized for – have your name put up there with, with the other legends because – Truth be told, you're, you're yeah, you, all right. You brought a Super Bowl to this team, and that's that's great. That was very good work, I admit. But other than that, what did you do? I mean, your legacy is kind of tarnished now. You're going to be remembered for this, and uh, I, I love that move. I mean, I think it's the right thing because honestly, I wouldn't want to be associated with John Gruden anymore. I I would do anything I could to wipe my hands completely clean of him. I mean, this is. Pathetic isn't the right word, but that's the word that comes to mind is what he did was, you know, definitely pathetic. And and I respect them doing that because, you know what, it takes guts to do that. And the fact that they're doing it, it's fine. It's fair. I think it's justifiable. Uh, the only thing that, that I question and I'd want to understand, you know, it was an email. How did it get leaked out? Now, I'm not saying what he did was right or wrong. Forget about that part of the process. Because I have a thought process, I have something bad to say, and I'll tell this to people all the time. If you want to keep record of a conversation, put it in writing, put it in text, put it in email. So my thought process with that would be if I was going to say something stupid like that. Agreed. I would never put it in email or a text. No. But but how did it get out there? Where did it leak from? And you're going to tell me he's the only one that, that is doing this. That's my other problem with it, you know? Yeah, so, I don't. I don't know how they came out. I, I, that's what I'm wondering is I, I don't know. I don't know how they got leaked or released or whatever, but it's, it is a good question. It, it, it honestly, it felt like somebody had it out for him. I mean, plain and simple. Um, but I don't know. I, I don't, uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm trying to look it up as we speak, but I, I honestly I, mean, I have no idea. I mean, I, I saw something obviously unofficially that it, it stems back to the whole Washington thing, uh, with the Washington being under investigation. The Washington football team. Um, I don't know if they're much of a football team, but that's what they go by. Yeah, I guess. How, but how's John Gruden? In like, how's he part of that? Is he? Is it yeah, just so, a chain of emails that? Yeah, so how's that work? I was going to say, so basically what what I'm reading, and I don't, again, take this with a grain of salt. It's it's from the media, and I know we are media, but let's It's all speculation, right? Media is not always all facts. Some of it is speculation, as you said, John. So take it with a grain of salt. What I am reading is, uh, you know, as the investigation was going on, they were looking through former Washington uh, President Bruce Allen's emails, who is a longtime friend and colleague of Gruden, and apparently, I'm guessing there were emails that 
they they had going back and forth and and some of those emails maybe are part of what he said like maybe he said things to Alan in said emails and as they were looking for stuff on Alan they found stuff on Gruden which subsequently they started they just to said, dig this is right yeah behavior. we need to look into this and then further actions were eventually taken <laughs> that's and that's wild how that works and and then you just have to wonder how many like how many other former coaches or current coaches or players or whatever have those skeletons in their closets from five, 10 years ago as well. I mean, I is mean, there more? My honest immediate thought is there's probably plenty. It's just, they haven't been outed yet. I mean, I mean look at, look at how many times you see where a guy gets, there's a big player in college or going to come to the NFL draft or becomes a exactly. star in baseball. Yep. They had cover tweets from when they were, Teenagers. Yeah. You know, and this is where that's different to me because when you're 14, 15, even though it's wrong, you know, you're you're a a different person then. I mean, your mind is not what it is as you get older when you're younger. It doesn't mean mean I'm saying it's okay because don't think, you know, a 14 year old should say whatever, but you you have to be held differently than, you know, a 30 year old or a 40 year old. Absolutely. So, you know, you people don't realize when you put something out there on the internet, whether it's it be permanent. email, it's permanent. It, you can't get rid of it. You know, and you do something in life, someone's going to come after you. And kind of think before you hit that send button. Right. Read. Who edit. might see this? What do you say? Yeah. I mean, that's why I, I'm not saying say the things that were said. But, no. But I'm going to say this. If you have something to say, that's why I tell people all the time, if it's something important, and I'm not saying this is important, but just generally speaking, you have something important to say, don't write it down. Call somebody and tell them. Because here's the thing. You can't get caught for what you say over the phone like this. I'm not saying you should say what he said. I'm never going to say, I'm not saying that. But what I am saying is, if you're going to say something stupid or important, do it over the phone. Generally speaking, that's that's a, a good rule of thumb. Now, of course, if it's contract negotiations, things should be in writing, of course. But things like this that also sounded admittedly a little bit more on the personal side, you shouldn't put that in emails. It's just it's not smart. If you put it on the Internet, you put it in writing, it, you're going to get caught on it eventually. One way or another, whether you intend to find out, you know, have other people find out or not is irrelevant. It's going to happen, and you got to be careful, especially in this digital age. It's just... It's one of those things you, if you don't want someone to know what you said, just don't speak it onto the internet. Like don't say it where a person could ever find it. The only place someone can't find it is if you tell someone face to face or if you say it over the phone when you physically speak, that's it. And even then people will still find out possibly, which is the crazy thing, but you know what I mean? Yeah. I I mean, I got to ask Jake, do you, do you grow facial hair? Like, can you grow a beard? (laughs) Or a mustache. Hold on, hold on. Where is this conversation going? Why are you well, asking this? Well, I was looking at JB with his luscious beard and my luscious <laughs> goatee. And then your baby face. And I just have to ask, <laughs> have you ever grown any facial hair? Have you ever shaved your face? You yeah. look like you've never had any in oh, your life. Wow. And you've had nothing but a baby face no, for 21 me, years. Give me a minute. I will show you what happens when I grow my beard out. You it's can a, grow a beard. Oh, it's a very bad look. No, no, no. You don't so, even have a five o'clock shadow. I shave almost every day. That's why. Ah, you do a good job. I, I, I don't like my beard. Because I'm going to go <laughs> find pictures for you guys now. So you got to give me a minute. 
I would describe it before I show you. Remember how Andrew Luck's beard was all in his neck? <laughs> that, that, you know, the Andrew Luck neck beard? That's what I yes. do. So I will go find pictures. So give me a minute. But there's a reason I, I could grow it. It just looks awful. So I don't huh. because I hate the way it looks. And I look like a knockoff version you, of Andrew Luck and not in a good you, way. Do you grow a playoff beard for hockey or do you don't, you don't even do that? It looks so bad. It's not worth it. <laughs> wow. wow. That's, that's you'll bad. See. You'll see. You'll see. This is what I grow for playoff hockey. Typically, I just can't believe that this conversation just became a conversation. I look, uh, you look at Jake's face and he's got the baby face and you just have, I mean, it's something I've been wondering for a while, like the past couple minutes. And I mean, I had to ask. I mean, you got a nice beard. I have a nice, luscious goatee. And Jake is really uh, out of order with not having facial hair himself. He's throwing us off. I'm I'm, I'm trying to find pictures. All right. So don't judge me because this is a very bad. I already have. I took many, many years ago. This was (laughs) a long time ago. See, you can only get this at Sideline Sports. I got to pull this up. So this is a selfie I took. I don't remember why I took it. I have no idea. Don't ask. I couldn't tell you. But what I will tell you is I don't even it want looks to know. terrible. I do. It's terrible. I it's do. terrible. This There's is what my beard story. looks like. Oh, you know what? That's not bad. You do it's kind so of like ugly. Andrew Luck. It's so you ugly. Do got the I'm Andrew Luck going on. How long ago was that? Because that doesn't look like you. It That's doesn't. That's, that was me. Uh, 2018. So about three years you, ago. You look older there than you do now. Yeah. yeah, because I had a disgusting beard. You look like you're like a junior in college there, and now you look like you're like a senior in high school. <laughs> so that's what's funny about that is because that was I would have been a freshman in college. Wow, so we were talking really? Let's get back. Yes. Let's forget about beards. Oh, whoa, that's what I looked. Work. That's what I looked like. We got more important stuff to talk about. Because I, I got Phil Jones here who covers the Raiders, the unfiltered truth. And uh, let's bring Phil in. I feel like Phil we, could grow a nice beard. He's got a nice beard. He's got a nice beard. Yeah. Phil, see, how you doing? Jake, see, look, Jake ruining the you know, the cohesion. The symmetry, yes. Hey, you know, it's you know, look, it was hard for me to grow a beard like early on. You know, it was like looking all patchy work. It yeah, you gotta keep grooming it. You gotta do like the art of grooming. Wax in, wax off. <laughs> brush in, brush off. It works for you. It works. So when November comes, just know. <laughs> I expect it to be all... All full. Yeah. Look, I'm smiling. This is the first time I've smiled in two days. So Yeah. I'm smiling, man. This, this is my first smile in two days. You know, the, the madness of the NFL has kept me moving. Yeah, same here, man. <laughs> yeah. So, all right, John Gruden, JB, I will give I will give you the floor to say what you were going to say. So, Phil, you cover the Raiders. You got the unfiltered truth. You're you're out there all the time, close to the team. What exactly happened? What made you know John resign? And was it the right move? Was would he have been fired if he didn't resign? Uh, from what they found out on that Friday, one, it didn't sit didn't sit well with the team. It didn't sit well with Mark Davis. You know, when you try to get more details to the story that you saw that, okay, this was more of a 
of a, a lash back towards Smith over Gene Upshaw. Because during this time, this is going during the lockout. And we're like, okay, maybe, okay, wrong thing to say, but uh, it's sitting like right in the middle of it. Then you start to find out more and more coming out. You're like, get his ass out of here. What the Raiders did, the Raiders were ready. Mark Davis was ready to fire him. He wanted him fired when he they when the floodgates well, I wouldn't say the floodgates opened. Wanted him fired after Friday or after everything yesterday. Basically, he found out everything at game about near game time. So, I mean, what can you do? Mark Davis in a situation like can't fire his ass right now when you got the game getting ready to kick off. Do you think that factored into the performance of the Raiders on Sunday? I'm going to say yes. And I, you know, I tweeted out and I said, this feels mighty Washington 2017. Because they didn't look like that. Check this out. And you and this is why I said this. Who do we play the following week? Who do we play the following week after that madness? Who plays the Raiders in week six? Uh, no, 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 no. Right. When we played, when we dealt with that madness in Washington. Oh, okay. I thought you meant I was like, I don't mm. know. I was like, I have no idea who the Raiders play next week. I'm like, I, I have no idea off the top of my head. Who the Raiders played the Broncos the following week. The Raiders got the Broncos this week, this upcoming week six. That's interesting. You Quite see what I'm? You see how, how I went? There's a lot of parallels here. You, 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 you see how I kind of put two two together? Yeah. You went up against an NFC team that was up and down, kind of struggling at that time. Same with Washington during that week. And you came in, actually, uh, I think they were, what, 2-0 and at the time. Then they went 2-1. and So they were above 500. Same thing with this. Yeah, There's so many similarities popping up, bro. There's so many layers to this. It's, it's crazy. I mean... I- I don't think this story is over. I don't think oh, so. No. Yes, he's fired, but there yeah. is so this, this, much this to is just come the tip out. of the iceberg. Exactly. And I, oh, I, sir, I sir, think the next I, step, Jake, is there's going to be more coaches that are going to get involved. Jake, How about that? I want you to sit down, get your popcorn, get an <laughs> ice cold beer. Oh, I got both ready. I'm good. Because this is going to be a dinner, a movie. And shit, it's gonna be a roller coaster ride. There's, I, I like I said, I think there are gonna be more coaches implicated at this point. I, You're I, right. I can I can say that with relative confidence that there is almost no way John Gruden is the only person involved. He may be the only person involved right now, but after this has started to come out, things are coming out. There's going to be other emails. He may be sent to other coaches. There might be other coaches that just get automatically investigated from around that time because of what John Gruden said. And they think, hmm, well, if John said this, what did other people say around that time? Who knows? It, it, it's going to be interesting to watch. That's for sure. 
Well, I'll put it like this. It's really not pertaining more to John. It's more of the situation with the Washington football team. They have all the emails and all the emails that are connected to any front office person, coach, shit, even a player. This is big. They have something so damning that this would ruin the credibility, the the image of the NFL. Hmm. Yes. Interesting. We're, we're talking about on a level of your, your top coaches are worried right now. And you can tell with the reaction. You look at the reaction of Kyle Shanahan. You look at reaction of Sean McVay. This is about to get ugly. Yeah. Now, you had the two lawyers that were handling the investigation with the cheerleaders uh, for the Washington football team. And you saw it kind of went to like a settlement. The girls didn't want to yeah, go. Yeah, they went quiet. Yeah. They, they didn't want to go any further. And, I, you know, it was, you know, in a, I, I talked to like a, a friend that was also a cheerleader before. And she said, in a situation like this, sometimes if it was embarrassing or if it was, it felt harmful for them, sometimes you don't want to keep pushing and they, it just brings up old wounds. And I understand yeah. that shit. And you want to just go on with the settlement. Yeah. And I mean, you just go on settlement. You don't want to relive all that, right? I guess. But, you know, but with these lawyers, they're like, nah, enough is enough. You've gotten away with too damn much. You're, you're sitting here thinking that, oh, um, I'm all hunky dory. This is not going to affect me. No, it's getting ready to affect you because when it hits the legal, system when it hits the courts where they ask for these emails to be subpoenaed in court you're not going to be able to shake this now do you think that it's uh, more of these type of emails that we had seen about Gruden or had Gruden had said uh, oh, they uh, misogynistic all that stuff or do you think it's deeper than that? I mean, that stuff's all terrible, but do you think it's even deeper than that? Yeah, it's more deeper. It's more like okay. on a financial level, more on a political level. Uh, you know, I, I, I try to keep it like this, you know. I respect everybody's political belief. Right, right, of course. But you always got to follow the paper trail. And with Snyder and Trump and whatever they have on Trump and then they're getting ready to bring out, might have a good handful of stuff to do with that as well. Never know. This is information sideline sports. I just kind of like throw that out there because you look at who donates to who. Because, I mean, that's that's public. That's free public records. Of course. All public knowledge. And there was, and when you go and look at any events, they were around each other for like the past three and a half years. So you start putting two and two together. Why is the NFL doing their best to protect Daniel Snyder? Just think about it for a moment. It, It can't be just 
inappropriate words or, you know, we taking a boat out and we taking a nude photo with cheerleaders. This is something worse. Something foul, despicable to the point where people are going to start losing jobs. Like losing jobs jail time. Yeah. yeah. It's just scary to think this Washington's one of the older teams. I mean, a great history, a legacy yep. of many Many great players, coaches, mm-hmm. Joe Gibbs, who was there for a long time when I was growing yep. up watching football. You know, they, the Hogs, their offensive lines, you know, for years they were called that. Joe Jacoby, I believe, was one of them. You know, a lot of great, great history in that, that organization. And right now it's just being tarnished with. Ever since Snyder came along. I was going to say the last what? Ever since Snyder came. Yeah. 10 years, 15 years. That's really when they started to go downhill. Let me tell you something about Snyder. You have your stadium within PG County, right in Landover, right next to the uh, Wayne Curry Sports and Learning Complex. Now, if your team stadium is right there around a majority African-American and Latino group of folks, why are you not interacting with that community like towards schools or, you know, community centers doing any events? Why are you just saying, you know, we're keeping everything in Virginia? See, before Snyder came out, you had Daryl Green going out to schools out in Laurel, out in, uh, other parts of uh, Prince George's County, D.C., and Virginia. They made it, like, fair and balanced. Mm-hmm. Every majority event they had, I'm saying, like, oh, it's down in uh, Ashburn. 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 It ain't right. No. So what he's done with this fa- he's done this fan base bad. If you're media, I'm gonna tell you this. Guess where you get to park at? You don't oh, get the parking's to, terrible. You don't get to park in a parking lot. Yeah. You park in the grass and the mud. So if you walked in with some nice kicks or you walked in with some slacks, some nice uh high heel shoes, whatever, oh, they getting messed up. They're getting messed up. Um, same same with the employees. You would think that you had the parking space. You got the parking space that you can give to the employees because not all these fans are parking in these spaces. Yep. Like that's funny because and then you got the whole ownership with Six Flags down the road, and it's just like it's been a whole shit show since he's been here as the owner. And when you felt that he was getting ready to get voted out. Man, I don't know. I don't know what he got on a few folks. I don't know if I don't know if he's putting a little extra in somebody's bonus or giving an extra Christmas gift. Could be whatever. But enough is enough, and it needs to come to an end where he's got to go. Yeah. Hey, did he say force the the order in Carolina to sell? Yep. The Panthers. I mean, it. Yeah. Not and the Clippers owner, a couple oh, yeah. of years back you too. Do it. NBA. 
but that's right, NBA. But, that's but just still professional NFL. sports that we've yeah. seen owners get forced to sell. Yeah. So, I mean, we saw it in Carolina in the NFL. So I'm not sure what the reason is to keep Snyder around because he's not bringing anything to the table. If he's, you know? if he's helping make money for the other owners, then they won't get rid of him. How that's I give you another thing I noticed today. I don't know, but that's what they care about. That's the bottom line. No, if you no. affect their bottom line, then then they and you do all that stuff, then they'll get rid of you. But you're if you're making them money, they'll give you leeway. That's how that's John, you are you, hitting on it, John. You're hitting on it. Yep. But the one thing I noticed today out of uh, Jerry Jones. He's the catalyst. He's the lead dog in all of that. No, man was quiet on his radio show about John Gruden. I wonder why. Now you know you 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 know Jerry Jones. He's gonna run his mouth about him. Yep. Say, he's, <laughs> he's a mouthy individual for sure. Anything he gonna sit back, have his leg crossed, be like, "Oh, I'm gonna tell y'all the tea about this." Yeah, he never it's has Jerry's teased. world now. Yeah, but not today. It was like, well, um, uh, yeah, this is a, a terrible matter, and you know, um, but let's 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 focus on uh yesterday uh Sunday's win. You know, let's yeah. go and focus on. That's yeah. not Jerry. That's not Jerry. Well, Not part of it is Jerry just being Jerry because he no, wants to talk about himself. No, but that's not Jerry. He wants to, to talk just, about himself. Hold on. To talk part, of it, hold on. part of it is still being himself just because Jerry loves talking about his team and talks about okay. himself. You know yeah, that. Yeah, but he doesn't talk that his tail but, on anything. But, but, well, hold on. So that's why I say yeah. it's partially who he is. But I do agree that he says nothing. He's just, up. Oh, this is tragedy. Let's just move on. That seems out of the ordinary for him. The part that he wants to talk about his team, that sounds about right. That's that's that sounds normal for him. He wants to make fun of the Giants. He wants to talk about his Cowboys won. That's that's what Jerry Jones does, and that's fine. So I, that's not what I find out of the ordinary. But I find out of the ordinary that he had nothing to say. Just it's tragedy. Moving on. Just that's it. Nothing else. It it does yeah. seem suspicious. Definitely out there. I mean, the whole situation reeks. I mean, why is it? Out of all the emails that they had, only Gruden's emails leaked. And that's so, probably, I, like he said, the tip of the iceberg. He's just number this. one. You know, uh, I'm not saying that, you know, what he did was right. We went through that already. You know, obviously, way wrong. But it's Two coaches in know. two weeks, by the way, because Urban Meyer was just last week. He there. did that to himself. I, hey, I'm just saying. Coaches are <laughs> you, you called a photo I sent you, John. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's not a good look. Flock yeah. together, and that's the other thing. You know, we see Urban Meyer, right? He's got his problems. Now we're seeing yep. John Gruden. It's all the more reason to start saying, "What are these coaches? What are they doing? Like, what? What else is going on?" Because John Gruden said things years ago and did things wrong, but just to have two coaches having issues, it's going to make you want to think, well, "Who else is doing what? What else is what else is going on that we aren't seeing or don't know about yet?" I mean, this has been going on for years. This has been going on, I mean, since the early 90s. I mean, mind you, they used to talk or they used to meet up. Gentlemen's Club, this has been going on as long as, shit, a handful of us been watching football. Have you read the stories? I mean, Phil, you were in the chat when I sent you that story about uh, Hallis, right, from the 70s? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, there's a lot of stuff like that that goes on. Maybe not to that extent oh, of what I'm talking about, but there's a lot that goes on with these owners that you don't know about, 
but there's a lot of shady backdoor stuff. Oh, that, yeah. You know, Listen, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I had the opportunity to interview Christine Brennan. She told me what she was covering. Uh, I want to say the university of Miami back in the day, um, the of Florida, one of the two, um, what happened in one of the hallways after the game, you know, with her. And I mean, that used to be the way it was. It, it, that doesn't, you know, and it was, wow, just horrible to hear, you know, mm-hmm. it's scary. It, that doesn't, it's not right. You know, and we have to, as a society, start to think about these things, you know, it says who we are as people. No, you're absolutely right. And I thought it was interesting uh, whenever the Gruden stuff came out about it being 10 years ago, the majority, if you look at social media, a lot of the comments, a lot of the posts were defending him saying, well, that was 10 years ago. It's not that big a deal. (laughs) What did you, do you remember what you said 10 years ago? I, I was adamant about, it's not right whether it's 10 years ago or 10 minutes ago. I was adamant about that. It doesn't matter. And a lot of people that in our society were okay with it. They were, it didn't bother them. And that, that is concerning to me. Yeah. So I'm going to put it like this, man. Um, I can understand if you were saying this on Friday, but when you saying this on Monday at the time the whole floodgates came out. You really need to check yourself as a human being. Well, there's a lot of people out there that are closeted with these beliefs that, that you know, you, Prejudice, that, you, yeah. you, Absolutely. you don't realize, you know, and it, it's hidden. I mean, I hate, I hate bringing politics into sports, but unfortunately sometimes it is. We are yeah. a split country. If you look at the last two, three elections, 51, 49, 50 point something to 49 point something. You're either on one side of the fence or the other. You're not in the well, middle, basically. No middle ground. Yeah. You know, so, and that doesn't mean that if you're on one side, you're a racist and you're not if you're on the other, because both sides have good and bad. You know, I have people on the other side of the aisle that I can deal with and I have people that I can't because I respect people's opinions. As long as you respect my opinion, you're allowed to have yours. Agreed. But at the same time, there are a lot of people, and that's the worst thing in the world. I right, want to go back, and I, again, I hate politics, but somebody like Trump, at least you knew where he stood. His words were out there. You know, you have people that believe what he was saying, but you would have no idea because they didn't say anything about it. That's even worse because you can't fight something you don't see. If you get what I'm saying, guys. I see what you're saying, yeah. Yeah, I've yeah, seen enough superhero movies where you can't fight what you can't see. I've seen enough invisible like villains where you're like, man, I can't I can't fight him. I don't know where he's at. Like, I've seen enough of that. Yeah, and that's and that's a lot of the times where you get people to say oh, it was ten years ago. Because again, if you're a grown person, you know, 20, 30, 40, your opinions are your opinions. They don't really change that much. If you feel that way and you're saying that, that's how you speak. I don't speak much different now in my forties as I did in my twenties. I may think a little bit more before I speak, but yeah, I wasn't sending out it. emails or <laughs> anything like that. I would never, you know, it's just insane. But, but Jake, you, know, you say that. Here's the difference. John Gruden, 10 years ago, was nearly 50 years old. He was 48. He's now 58. He yep. wasn't you know, some, some 18, 19, 20-year-old, yep. you know, right. just, just, you know, barely a, a, an you, adult. You know, you know 
Hold on, hold on. He was an he was an adult. Hold, hold on, Jay. Hold he was on. nine years removed from a Super Bowl too. Hold Super on, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say this right here. Even if you 18, 19, or oh, 20, I agree. you knew and you excuse me, you know what right and wrong is. Oh, absolutely. You've been in high school, you've been grade school, you've been raised by your parents, you've been around society long enough to know what's right and wrong. And when you drop in racist terms, tones, whatever you whatever you saying that is highly offensive. Damn! If you should get the burn, you get the burn, as as well as John Gruden. Cause I'm gonna I'm gonna put it like this. This is my whole thing right here. Same as John Gruden getting burned. The same stuff I'm seeing on Twitter from Nick Bosa. His ass need to go. Because if you come around here saying this kind of shit, what makes me think if you get in the wrong attitude, you don't lash out and say something, and we're all like, oh, that's a there's your true color. Right. Yep. Well, I'm going to say this. What you usually show out on, on your little Twitter, majority of <laughs> times, we're starting to notice now that that's who you really are. Yeah. Right. So. Makes sense. I mean. I agree. I, I'm just gonna say it. it it's gonna. It, it goes. It, it goes to. It goes to hands. It's a lack of accountability. John Gruden, he did it to himself. You got good common sense, but you, you're dumb as hell. Use your own personal email. Okay. <laughs> you're dumb as hell for that one. Yeah. But it's gonna be a lot of coaches coming out. And they're about to catch that backlash. I don't know if we're about to have a mass exodus with a handful of coaches, handful I, of officials, and I wouldn't put it uh, past. You know, I'm gonna go that far because it 650,000 emails that are considered damning. Why will you not release them but except one? Just to try to deter yeah. every way from your matter. Your matter must be 10 times much worse than what he's had. Uh-huh. So if it's 10 times worse than that, it's on the level of, oh, shit, the bomb's about to drop. <laughs> it's, about, it's about to get real bad. Distract, yeah. Distract, distract, distract. Exactly. Absolutely. It, it, it so I, my whole thing, and I say to my fan base, look, John Gruden dug his own grave. As the old saying goes, you reap what you sow. He look, he made his bed. Now he's got a yep. lie in it. That's it. Look, so you prior, oh, go on, JB. Prior, prior to the whole email thing, because I mean I know you cover the Raiders, uh big Raiders fan, work with you on the carousel. Uh, what were your thoughts on Gruden? Uh when I heard Gruden was making a comeback, that it was like what doing that. Word was the move was getting ready to happen like after that Philly game back in 2017. And all I could say was, okay, I can get with this, you know. <clears throat> I mean, that was our last head coach that had a successful record. So and my things answer, were really bad when you <laughs> went to sign. Things were really bad. I remember yeah. that. 
So I was like, you know, okay, I'm down for it because if you know Del Rio's track record, it's he'll look good for maybe one and a half, maybe two seasons, and yeah. then he's just like didn't he try was he the guy that tried to uh bury the ball to try no, to- no, that was uh <laughs> uh Verano. That was such a bad Toronto, God rest his soul. Yeah. Such a bad uh <laughs> no, like you, a, no, you know what? No, it was something <laughs> that I, I I got his message on why he did that. Yeah. You know, that ball basically represents what you face early on, which was just disgusting. It was just embarrassing. It was just like, look. Everything that is ugly right here, we're burying it, and it's going to stay down there, and we're starting new. I, I get. I, I, I doubt enough was. I doubt enough was Sperano in Miami, <laughs> where I don't buy. I didn't buy into any of his. We're going to win the Wildcat. Win the I did wildcat. not buy into any of his stuff that he was trying to sell. Not for a minute. He was. We fraud. didn't like the Ronnie Brown Wildcat. <laughs> it was bing bang boom, right? <laughs> but you know. When you when we had John Green, I was like, okay, you know, you're gonna have Mac, we're gonna have this, and then <clears throat> here comes 24 hours before, well, excuse me, about I say about 30 hours before uh, kickoff for NFL Sunday, and anybody watch Rick and Morty? Oh, I love it. Sure do. Love it. Okay. JB doesn't know what it is. He's too old. He's too old. Exactly. <laughs> I've heard of Rick and Morty. I don't. Okay, like put it like this. He's heard. Of, he's heard of the Rick and Morty. It, it's a miracle he's heard of it. <laughs> when you're like, oh, this is we're still gonna be able to get Matt. We're still gonna be able to have this hold down. We're we're, we're gonna be a good on Monday night. And then all of a sudden, I get this message. Oh my God, it's about to go down. What's about to go down? Oh, oh, oh we're about to get him signed. No, the trade. Trade what? He's gone. Huh? And it's like at that moment, the evil Morty music has just been inserted into the whole matter of the situation. I'm just like, uh-oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> my heart dropped, and I'm covering. This is my first game I'm covering in sports media. I'm covering the Maryland-Texas game. And Mind you, I have my Raiders mug and every reporter just eyes look at me like village of the dam. Boom, 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 boom. Everybody looking at me like, so how do you feel right now? <laughs> you just lost Khalil Mack. Kill yourself. <laughs> That's how it felt. The spotlight was on me. I was just like, I want to cry inside right now. I feel pain. I just want to go into a fetal position. You just want to curl up in a ball and stay there forever, right? And it's like, thank God we had the rain, de- the uh, lightning delay. It got them off my case. I went to the bathroom and cried. <laughs> I would have just laughed. I would have been like, you know what? I'm going to call this. But when you find out, so. Long story short, a lot of people try to put the blame on John Gruden with that, but really, this was more of 
I'm putting the I put the blame on Reggie McKenzie in that situation because the fact of the matter is you could have got him signed long ago. I mean, basically 2017 instead of signing Derek Carr and Gabe Jackson. The way Derek Carr explained everything, he was like, oh, I want to be a Raider forever. So if someone's talking the mindset of being Raider forever and doesn't care about the money and saying that kind of stuff, then that means you can kind of put the franchise tag on him and focus on the main guy. If he did that, Max still be a Raider. Sounds nice, but, doesn't it? Yeah, but at the end of the day, John Gruden tried to change things. He tried to adapt, but failed to adapt to this new age of football. Yep. And it became his downfall. And then every time that maybe, okay, we can patch this up and try to work and add this in or add that in, it just wouldn't work. If he was smart about it, he would have got rid of everything from the Reggie McKenzie era. Not just piece by piece down the road. Just get rid of it all. If it's supposed to be your team, supposed to be your players, why are you still keeping guys from another era? Yeah, I agree. So that means keeping your quarterback. So the guy that you became infatuated with is still here and you're gone. It's kind of funny. Derek Carr has gotten rid of three head coaches. <laughs> or they've gotten rid of themselves. Carr actually played pretty well no, this year. No. Right? Look. Or is there more? I'm going to tell everybody this. I'm going to tell everybody this. And I'm going to say it to my, my child, my grandkids, my great-grandkids. I'm going to say it on my deathbed. Wins and losses are a quarterback's stat. A lot of people are torn on that. I'm not. I think it depends. I'm a situ- I see it situationally because if your defense is just complete garbage yeah. and you score 35 points, I don't put that on a quarterback. Well, you also, I mean, if you're not the- scoring the 40, if you ain't scoring the 35 points, that's why I say that. That's all right. But, that's but why also, I see it situational. Yeah. It is. There are times. Like, I, I don't mean to cut you off, but this past weekend, Browns versus Chargers. I don't blame I don't blame Blake for May, Baker Mayfield. They offensively had a fantastic game. They played extremely well. So that's one of those cases where I say, well, yeah, it's it, I don't think it's on them. But there's plenty of other cases where I say, yeah, obviously the quarterback's to blame because the team didn't score and they got scored on like crazy. It's it's a it's a lose lose. So when the Dolphins when Tua got knocked out in the second series against Buffalo, he gets that loss. Even though it's not on him. Of course. No, absolutely. <laughs> they got the, he, I, got, he gets the loss for that, even I though just, it's not on him. I just mean, like, when you say it's I'm a quarterback go more stat, even, I, I mean that, like. No, I'm just saying situationally, I'm agreeing with you. I, that's, all, that's all. I'm agreeing with you yeah. situationally. Okay, I because, you're saying John with that. Because okay. Tua shouldn't get that loss, right? That's I mean, right. he played not even two series. Like, I thought you were yeah. saying that he got the loss, and that's just the way it is, no matter no, what. No, 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 no. I'm saying I agree. Like, situationally, that makes sense. Yeah. I mean, yeah, Joe Flacco won a playoff game throwing 34 yards in Gillette Stadium. I, mean, I don't know if you remember what? that. He you beat Tom what? Brady in a playoff I'm, game throwing I'm, 34 I'm, yards. I'm going to say it. 
Peyton Manning won a Super Bowl, and he's just like probably one of the most recent examples. He didn't win it. I mean, yeah, he gets the win at the end of the day, but we all know his defense defense did all the work. Like there are teams that the quarterback may have done a little bit, and at least he did something to help win the game, but maybe he didn't do everything. This is one of those games where Peyton was noodle arm Peyton. Yeah, he was done. We we make those jokes, but he didn't look like himself, but he won the game. He won the Super Bowl. But he, if he his got to do was any worse and didn't play just perfectly. They lose that game, and it doesn't he got, matter. He got to do what Ben Roethlisberger hopes he can do, which won't happen. He's not going to do that. Falling yeah. apart, <laughs> and your defense carries you to a Super Bowl, so you can ride off in the sunset. That's what Roethlisberger would hope, but it's not going to happen. Ben had that opportunity. He chose to no. keep playing. No, I'm just saying this year, like he's not going to. It's not no, going to happen for him not. while he falls apart before our eyes. So getting back to the Raiders, Phil, what's what's your thought on uh, Rich Pataccia being named the interim head coach? Um, you know this was pro- this was he was already going to be set up as the assistant head coach, even when he got hired back in 2018. So that was always the plan. Uh, I think he's just going to sit back and just be like, "Hey, Greg Olson, I'm going to let you do what you need to do. Uh, Gus Bradley, I'm going to let you do." what you need to do. I got special teams and we still got a job to do. We have a lot of games left. Uh, We still have a fighting chance. Uh, It's up to us whether or not we're going to fall apart or not. And that's all it is. It's that simple. Now, Mariota has now been activated from the IR and he is back at practice. So, I'm going to say this. If cars continue to have his ups and downs with this office, because the more and more I'm digging and looking at last week, uh, Sunday's game, this guy had guys wide open. Yep. And he was missing. I'm, I'm going to say this. Everybody's going to jump and say, well, he didn't have time in the pocket. That's BS. <laughs> he had time. And when I see Henry Ruggs has beaten his man, I put it like this. I'm really about to do an example. Here are these two pins. You want to know the separation between Ruggs and the corner? Excuse me. I mean, Phil, I mean, we. That's farther, farther. So far, we can't even see it. Exactly. We, we watched a Monday night football game where the Ravens get, put a lot of pressure on Carr. He hit a lot of throws. We, I watched the Dolphins game in full against your Raiders. The Dolphins played man-to-man and blitzed Carr quite a bit, and he was hitting throws left and right. He was hitting throws that, you know, those were money throws that he was hitting against my Dolphins. Money throws to Renfro. Money throws to Rugs. Money throws to Edwards that helped set them up for that victory over us. He was hitting money throw after money throw. He was on his game. So I don't want to hear about how he didn't have time because oh, so he, so he yeah, was he right, was getting right. blitz heavily against the Dolphins and Ravens, and he was hitting throws left and right. The, the problem has been is just the, the run blocking. See, they've been going heavy with the more – zone blocking scheme and I hate this. I mean I hate it to the core. I've never liked it. Even when I played football and I had to run it, I did not like it. 
I've always been gap and power where I hit you in your jaw and then stomp you out while you're on the ground and then try to drag you and then just RKO you. And then so you don't you like the you. Gary Kubiak, Arian Foster. Exactly. Thing, yeah. I've been more of the smash mouth, break your jaw, and you lay on the floor, and then somebody <laughs> got to call 911 and cart you <laughs> off. That's yeah, my kind of football. Kyle Shanahan runs that zone – that, that he gives same it up thing. Daddy. He that's gives how he gets. Daddy. That's how he gets most certain those guys to play so well at the running back position. Is well, you got to look. That. Those guys are the ones that are able to wait for the holes to develop and yep. run. That's not Jacobs' scheme. No, Jacobs is. I'm running right through you. Mm-hmm. That's the same with Kenyon Drake. That's always been Alabama running backs. Yep. You can't put Alabama running backs into zone blocking. It's it's not them. It's not their mo. Well, that's a big problem I've noticed. You know, and we talk so, a lot about the Bears, Nagy. You know, you're gonna play mm-hmm. fields, but you're not gonna change your offense around to suit what you have. To make it work. There's for a lot right. of guys that do that. Do you know that that did irritate that, that that irritates me a lot. Now I'm gonna say one thing right here, because John Gruden is gone. Tom Cable is a gap power guy. We about to see whether or not he's willing to make those changes on Sunday. I'm telling you this: if the running game gets going, and you know, folks are saying that. What's funny? Folks are now saying that John Gruden held Derek Carr back. Okay, you you can't make this up. You can't make find excuses for anything. The Raiders always have a circus, man. Somehow they find a way each season to have some sort of circus. They did it last year. You know, it, I mean, the game against us and falling apart down the stretch. They always have something. It, it, it don't make no sense. It's crazy. And you know, and, and I'm going to be real here. You know who should have started that game against you guys last year? That's the Mariota. It should have been Mariota that yeah. started. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, this man has a this man car has a groin injury. You see his movement in the pocket. I'm like, well, we also struggle against mobile quarterbacks such as Mariota, so we got lucky actually that car was playing. And that's what I'm saying. I'm gonna be real here. If you want to win, you're better off with going with Mariota right now. I mean, yeah, you've seen car thrown. All them yards and whatnot, but let's be real here. Baltimore secondary was depleted week one. Week two, you started noticing that the Steelers secondary is depleted as well. You don't have no uh, Joe well, JJ, Hayden. Well, JJ, or TJ Watt went out in the middle of the game. That was a big loss. Week three, I mean, look at y'all second there. I think y'all were missing Jones as well. I think you guys were hurt. Y'all were hurting on some injuries. Yeah, we were missing Roquan Davis, which was a big loss in the middle of the defensive line. And then, I mean, whenever you don't have your starting quarterback, that puts a lot of pressure on a defense, yeah. as you know. That that changes the that changes the way the defense plays because it's kind of like a pitcher basically feels like he has to throw a perfect game when yeah. you don't have your starting quarterback. Now you go and look at the Chargers game. What Staley did, Staley basically used some of the schemes and disguises that the Falcons used to upset the Raiders last year. 
I remember that game. So when I tell you, Derek Carr, well, I, I'll say this. What Joey Bosa said about Derek Carr, he's not <laughs> lying, not one bit. I don't I don't think he's lying either. I I thought there was all that was all <clears throat> truth. And I have to tell like my fan base, it's not hate. It's I'm trying to be real with you. The man has PTSD. When he when he broke was he broke his back or whatever. Bingo. He hasn't been the same since. When Denver when they broke his back in Denver, he has not been the same. I noticed that his accuracy is off on his deep ball where he's overthrowing rugs. And then you look at Sunday, he overthrew Waller, then stepped up on fourth and five where he should have ran the ball and overthrew Brian Edwards. But everybody wants to put the blame and say, well, all the receivers were dropping balls. I'm like, the Raiders have only five drop balls in the NFL versus when you look at the Chargers that have 15. So – before you try to throw all the blame on them, you got to look at the situation with the O-line. You also got to look at what's being called at the line of scrimmage, and that's coming from your quarterback. So, yeah. I don't know. You know, Raiders, we'll see if they're willing to step up to the plate on Sunday or they're just going to lay a big, fat goose egg and just say <laughs> – Season's over. Yep. We'll see the truth on Sunday. Yeah. JB. Well, fellow, it was definitely a pleasure having you. You know, we definitely love to have you back. Where can everyone find you? Uh, you guys can find me on Twitter at Phil Jones NFL. Uh, you guys can find uh, the Unfiltered Truth on YouTube. And uh, I'm trying to think. Am I missing anything? Am I missing anything? Uh, anything that's going on pertaining to these emails, I'm going to try to update you guys as best as possible. So be on the lookout. I'll put the tweets out on Twitter. I'll put them out in some of the spaces that I do on there to keep you guys informed. And I'll relay it to my good friend John over here. Thank you. I appreciate that. that I, I always enjoy uh, inside information. So whatever happens, buckle well, up and see us, ladies and gentlemen. It'll be a fun one. All right, Phil. Thanks, right. and uh, have a good one. All right. Take care. Thank you, Phil. See All you. Right now. All right. JB, are you there? Did we lose you? There you have go. A- there we go. I think he's uh, choking like Georgia. I don't know why he's dying. Hold on. I'll remove him and add him back. I'm putting you back. Which league? Because you're last in. And he's still frozen. He's dead last in our family. I would like to talk about the fact real quick. JB, I beat you. And more importantly, in our other league, big comeback against Jacob. So if Jacob is watching, Jacob – you basically called me out, and I admit I screwed up. I sat Justin Herbert and Mike Williams, who had a huge game. And you still couldn't beat and, Jake. Exactly. And I admit it was a mistake, but I said, you know what? Brown's defense didn't trust the matchup. It was a judgment call. I made a wrong judgment call. We all make mistakes, and I'm willing to own up to it. But Mark Andrews, what, two touchdowns last night? 41 points. points. He crushed him. 
he couldn't beat me with that. I had 70 points on my bench. It's like Jake had one hand tied behind his back and and, and Jacob, Jacob still, couldn't, co- still couldn't beat him. Listen, it was it was rough. All I know is fan tracks is where the money's at. And, and I'm five and oh JB. What's with the point? Justin Jefferson, the newly acquired on Jake's team. Exactly. My team I just am, got better. I am in I first have, place in my division. Uh, I JB, the most I'm points. first place. Hold on, JB. First place overall, baby. Five. Hold on, oh. JB. You're tied with me for first. Don't say ooh, you're ooh. you're tied with me for first, first place. place. Your your fiance lost a heartbreaker. Now she's behind me in record. I Oof. jumped her, tied with you, and this week I believe I play you, and this is my division. After this week, I'll have sole possession of first it won't place. Matter. You guys aren't beating me. I'm five and zero. Oh. Yeah, but I just Double need to win one. my division, Double get a bye, and one. then Jake will fall Double apart one. in the playoffs. No, John, I have the best team. I think, at least running back wise, no question. Austin Eckler, Leonard Fournette, Kareem Hunt, and Aaron Jones. Come on. I mean, I don't know how I even ended up with Kareem Hunt. I don't remember. Uh, well, uh, somebody cut dropped. him, and then no, you picked him up. I know that, but I mean, I don't know how I ended up getting. I mean, this is ridiculous. I mean, oh, it's because I had put in a waiver claim the day before on waivers, and then and then Hunt got cut, and I was like, dang it! And I knew I wasn't getting him. I knew one of you weasels were going to get him, and you did. And I did, and I'm loving it because five and zero, oh, continuing to get better. I'm only getting I'm only getting started, gentlemen. John, you're three and two. Yeah, that's pretty good. I was zero and that's two. Good. No, it's yeah. good. But I'm in my out. last in 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 the fan league and fan tracks in the last three weeks. I'm six and zero oh in those two leagues yeah. together. I've been I've been taking the beating in the ESPN. My guys just haven't been performing, but fan tracks I've been doing well. Yeah, I mean, you have. Oh my gosh, you and Deb's teams are yeah. ridiculously high scoring. It's amazing i had the one week where they were just horrible besides that every other week they've just come out and done well um espn i had who was it uh taylor last night and he went off but i was you had jonathan taylor and lamar jackson and he ended up beating and he almost came back yeah yeah that was just horrible it was just a bad week and I, i made it close I mean, I admit, that was that was just rough because my team had a really good week. I mean, yeah, I, almost I every other there, week you would have beat me. I was sitting there and I'm like, it's over, it's over, yep. and all of a sudden, boom! I'm like, I have no shot still. It doesn't matter. I, I'm going to need so many more points. That's how and, I felt against Jacob in our other league, and I came Bryce. Back. Bryce was down amazing. by 49 on me, and he got 41 from Lamar, and I was a little concerned, but I held on. I'm back in the fold at two and three. I lost a fluke game to JB the week before at fluke where the, where the Ravens got an interception, the last play of the darn Broncos game and JB won by less than two points. Cause of that. Let me say this. I'm fluke. the best over the three leagues by far. In my opinion, I'm the most consistent. I'm not, I'm over 500 in every league. Five and zero and one. Oh, you should have lost this week, if not for a miracle. Should have, could have, would have, but I didn't. It doesn't matter. (laughs) I still won. I still won. And and in one league, and three and two in the other two. And Isaac and I are four and one each in the fan league, with me scoring the most points this year so far. So I'm number one seed currently, and that's fine. But you are, John. You are four and one in one league, two and three in another, and three and two. Exactly. So. Five and zero oh and three and two and three and two beats that, and JB we don't have to mention because his 
his performances. <laughs> he's got two and three on ESPN, and the other ESPN, he's uh, one and four. Oh, with the worst scoring team in the league. Yep. JB just getting crushed out there. So it happens. Look, it happens. I, I am your champ, and nothing will change. I believe one of those weeks, JB left a zero pointer in there. I believe in the one and four league. I believe he had a week where he put, we left a guy in there. It's very possible. I'm not sure. I know there's one guy in that league that hasn't done the lineup in like three weeks. It just leaves McCaffrey or something like that just chilling just, in his they lineup. They just want to lose. That's fine. Yeah, tanking. Happens. It, tanking it happens. for Tua. Well. Sometimes you got to, you know. Things happen, but you know when it's all said and done, just gotta make the playoffs, and then you'll Look, lose. Uh, I'll be, I'll game. be the champ, and I'm riding high, boys. I'm feeling good. This is the longest show we've ever done. Yeah, hey, lots uh, of cover, we had, man. We had two great guests. We did talk about a lot of different things, but sometimes in life, when you get good guests, you know it's just the way it is. I yeah. carry you. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, but with that, is there anything else? I mean, NHL opening night is tonight, but there's not really much to talk about. Plus, we've already run very long. No, yeah. no, that's that's it for me. I mean, uh, MLB honestly. playoffs, we can talk more about that next week. Uh, we got uh, Braves moved on today, and then ALCS is now Red Sox versus Astros as of today. Uh, but that's about it. I mean, only so much to talk about, so – JB, you got anything else, or are we good? No, I'm good tonight. I mean, you know, it's a, a good night. Good to be talking some sports after yep. the start to this week. And let's yep. hope that, you yep. know, we can continue doing what we need to do. Yep. So, all right, I'll go around. John, where can they find you? Um, so my my little spiel is going to be different this week. So Fox Sports 1340, Cardiac Kane, Finn Fanatic. Um, not sure when we're going to be back on the sports arena I have no idea. Um, NFL Carousel. I have no idea. We have. I have no idea what's going to happen there. So you'll just have to stay tuned um, with, in regards to that. And then Blue Hawks thirteen is where you can find me on Twitter. JB. JB underscore the program on Twitter. Um, pretty much NBA Carousel comes back Monday. NFL Carousel. We'll see when uh, that's on. You know, always look forward to doing that. Um, you know, and here, the program on Believe, here, there, everywhere. Maybe the Giants will get a win, but it won't happen this week. Hey, we got one win at least. We got one. We got one. Uh, eh. hey, it's better than zero. Eh. <laughs> anyway, that, that's about all. I'm good for tonight. All right. You guys can find me on Twitter at Jake underscore Malik. And more importantly, you can find Sideline Sports on all the social media. As you see at the bottom of the screen, Instagram and Twitter is Sideline Sport 1. YouTube, Facebook is Sideline Sports. We are now on DBNA television. So please check our social medias. We will be posting updates as we have stuff on that. We will be there. Uh, we're on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, basically anywhere you can think of. We are there. So. And- and we'll be on DBNA television um, a lot more yes. as we go on, yes. more than just so one day a week. So you're going to want to keep an eye out. There will be that. updates. And, and as we put out more content, we'll be basically every day. So, as again, as we have updates, we will be putting that out 100%. Um, all right. Anything else, guys, or is that it? Uh, you know what? I think that's it. And, you know, I think right now if you're out there and you're still watching – Thank you. 
<laughs> Thank you. Watch again next week. You never know what's going to happen. You never know. All right, then we will see you guys next time. Everybody, have a good one. Have a good one. Hey, guys. It's Miriam Love here, and I want to share something very special with you. Check out my new release, All In, The Spanish Remixes, out now on Electric Cast Records. And always remember... Be love, share love, all love. Available now wherever you listen to music. Hi, I'm Mark. And I'm Peter. We're the founders of Electrocast Media, bringing you great podcasts like Nightmare Road Stories, Tech Talk Revolution, and Bodacious Minds. Electrocast networks include Ruby for female empowerment, the best business network, and GPN for geopolitics. We built this company to create community and amplify diverse voices, and we really appreciate your support. So, keep listening to Electrocast Podcasts and hear the culture. Electrocast.